0: hello and welcome to let us learn more a podcast focused on produce industry education as you know we at the packer put on a number of events each year and we wanted to preserve all the great information that comes from those educational sessions this season of the podcast is focused on our sustainable produce summit so without further ado enjoy the session Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us. My name is Ashley Nichols with the Packer and PMG, and we have with us today Michael Shep, the Senior Category Manager for Produce and Floral with Rayleighs, and also Mark Copang, the Director of Sustainability for Rayleighs. And guys, we're so excited to have you as part of our programming. I know Rayleighs has really made a name for itself in recent years on not just helping consumers eat. More healthy, but also be ahead of the curve and try to kind of pull people along in the right direction with things like um, getting rid of private label sugary drinks and doing healthy checkouts and, you know, promoting awareness of added sugar in different items. And I know there's a lot of folks out there who are trying to do the same thing, including yourselves, from a sustainability standpoint. Um, to give give folks what they're already looking for, and then also think, okay, how can we be proactive and help people take the next steps as well? So, Michael, we'll start with you. When it comes to produce, uh, what are some things you guys are doing to kind of strike that balance of, okay, they're already asking for for this over here, but here's something we can do to kind of take it the next step as well?
1: Hi, Ashley. Thanks. Well, I think for us, I mean, for Rayleigh's, you, you're familiar with who we are. And certainly, we're, uh, we're sensitive to both people and planet And from the people aspect, it's it's about not outpacing their wellness journey. Uh, You know, it's a very it's a it's a personal thing. And so it's trying to not just intersect with them where they are, but also be a little bit ahead of them, not to drag them, but to encourage them along that path. And in produce specifically, you know, that can be, you know, the offering, you know, Cleaner ingredients in some of the, you know, behind the glass items, or even in some of the snacking items. That's that's been a big a big thing for us. Um, more plant based for sure. Um, absolutely organic and natural and local all kind of feed into that into that same intersection. And you gave me a great segue with you know how we how we uh, changed our check stand offering and produce will now intersect with that uh, with that area as well. Again, offering some. Uh, better for you items at the at the point of checkout for you know whether you're you know grabbing a snack at lunch or you have a you know you have a, a, a child in the cart that wants that that immediate thing right there we're going to have something in produce to to kind of fill that as well so
0: Awesome. And what are some things, Michael, too, as far as sustainability in that regard, where, you know, thinking about, OK, these are the things that folks are asking us for as far as sustainability and what that looks like in produce. Um, how, how, What are some of the ways you guys are, you know, helping folks move along in that regard, too?
1: So, you know, I think it's all part of transparency. Sustainability falls into, you know, the transparency and, and not only Do customers want to know more and more about where their food is coming from, but they want to understand the materials. And so we are working, you know, behind the scenes, you know, we're working more and more with reusable plastic containers, um, RPCs as the industry refers to them. Um, We're only at about an 18% saturation point. But we're continuing to try and take some of that product out of the landfill to try and use less water. Um, and the lifespan of, of an RPC is, is 10 years, uh, as opposed to one-way packaging, which we all know is, is going from, you know, shipper to store to landfill. And so wherever we can impact that, um, we're continuing to try and explore ways where we can get into um, Packaging that is backyard compostable, um, that can be eco-friendly mushroom tills that we moved out of plastic and into into more of a a, a wood pulp that is that is compostable. Um, but again, I think at the at the end of everything, we're trying to make decisions that are still being mindful to not do you know more harm. You know, we have to find a way, you know, as an industry to really unwind this plastic thing that, that we started. Um, and that starts not just with the bags that we have in the department for the customers to use, but that's also the plastic that we have, the packaged items in the department as well. And we have to solve for that.
0: Gotcha. And uh, as Michael alluded to, Mark, there are so many different components to sustainability. So for Rayleighs yeah. as a whole, how do you guys decide where to really focus that that time and, and resource?
2: Well, Ashley, I want to first of all thank you for uh, for the introduction and uh, for really, I think, talking about the good efforts that uh, um, Rayleighs is making to make sure that um our customers eat healthy and um, have great choices for their for, for their life um, but you know i think our first our first thought process is is we don't want to do any harm um both to the business um, but also to the environment by creating a solution that um that doesn't actually have a practical um Value to it, um, so uh, everything that we do really has to. It's got to go through a number of, of, uh, of, of discussions. So we ensure that um, this solution is going to is actually going to not only sound good, but it's actually going to perform well. Um, and I think you know along that line, um, you know we've we've looked at more for more solutions that are both recyclable and compostable, as Michael had mentioned. And again, I think composting, uh, you know you go with the industrial composting that, that really doesn't mean a whole lot um, to the, 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 the backyard compostable pile. And then there's the, the, the backyard or the, the, the compostable items that, that are not commercially compostable or industrial compostable that are really, I think the direction that we would like to go um, just because it makes it so much easier for that material to, to get returned uh, back to its original state. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, for packaging, uh we we've, we've looked at compostable cutlery and have that implemented in a number of different stores um compostable produce bags um we're looking at re- we've utilized recycled meat and uh and, and produce trays um obviously recycled bottles jars and cans and in fact we just a new product I'm going to plug real quick is we got a new aluminum bottle that uh we're uh, we're selling water in now that uh um Quick chill and uh, recyclable, so um, that's that's what, kind of what we're doing on on the uh, on the packaging side. As far as you know, bigger picture, um, anything we can do to reduce our our, our footprint uh, is is also very important. So, uh, adding solar panels um, to strategic stores, uh, we've got we keep increasing our our inventory of of solar panels. Um, LED conversion has also been very uh, very successful. Um, it's allowed us to bring Uh, A a better lighting system that is more cost effective, certainly, but provides a natural light, um, which is, I think, really pleasant for the for the customers Um, and has allowed us to phase out the use of uh, skylights, which had some challenges with them that, you know, we don't have to deal with now. So um, then also, you know, fuel efficient uh, tractors for our fleet and we've got uh, high efficiency refrigeration on our, our, our trailers, which based on the new graphics we have now. Um, if you've seen those out there, it's the best looking grocery trailers out there. Um, they do fantastic, fast, they look fantastic. And uh, that's a, just a recent refresh we did. And then another thing we've done is, uh, we've used, utilized electric yard tractors for our, our distribution center. Um, so again, we're just, we're looking at different ways and it's, it's sustainably such a broad topic. Um, we just really, uh, um, we want to make sure that we're looking at everything but uh, in the end it is something we never forget we're selling food not packaging we're not selling, so we want to make sure the food is not impacted in any way uh, other than positively by the changes that we make regarding sustainability
0: mm-hmm. that's a great overview mark and i'm curious too how does this how does how do all those sustainability priorities that you all have How does that play into sourcing and suppliers you choose to work with and what the expectations are for those folks? Michael, you can speak a little bit about that uh, as far as produce.
1: Yeah. Sorry, Ashley. I probably got a little breathy with my with my first response. I was all I was all geared up this morning for for today's call. (laughs) So um, so, you know, Rayleigh's we've always been, you know, one of the pillars we always stand on it it with regards to produce is quality. But everything after that needs to be looked at from a responsibility standpoint, and you know we're trying to engage more and more on a on a reuse level. And this isn't new. And I've, I've spoken about this, you know, previously. Reuse in our industry is not a, it's not a brand new concept. If you think about sixty years ago, the milkman brought milk to the to your door in a reusable bottle. We just as a society gravitated away from that, and so trying to uh, get the public back into a reused mind and we have to we have to be the the anchors of starting that process. And you look at now customers coming into our store for reusable bags. They're using their own shopping bags. Maybe not right now with, with regards to COVID, but it that they're adopting that. So we need to we need to really lean in on that as well. So I mentioned the, the RPC piece. And trying to encourage that again, where there's no harm to the product, where it makes sense, you know, that that that's going to, you know, it's going to do all the things that we want the the corrugate uh, alternative to do. Um, looking for partners that have sustainable practices with recapturing water, with use of energy. You know, um, you look at some of the locals around here, and local is the next is the next thing, right? Um, the Calusa, formerly Calusa. Uh, mushroom facility the former premier facility they were using walnut shells as a source of a source of energy so I think that's that's really kind of cutting edge. Um, They also have a water recapture program. So it's partnering with with people like that that are thinking about, you know, not just people, but the planet as well. Um, And then looking for those. I mentioned local. I think local is is a part that maybe gets overlooked. But again, we're talking about reduce. And I think that's one of our biggest intersection points we want to we want to reduce and reuse. But when we can reduce food miles, we're getting a fresher item to the to the customer, we have less impact on the environment, less emissions. So those are some of the things that we really look for. So, you know, sustainable practices, local when we can, the use of, of uh, reusable plastic materials or c- containers, I think those are some of the things that we look at right after the quality
0: conversation. Gotcha, gotcha. And... You guys have mentioned a couple times, you know, kind of starting from that base of, you know, do no harm. Like we want things to be better in terms of sustainability, but we want to be careful not to go backwards as far as, you know, quality or certainly um, I'm, I know cost to to deliver the product to the shopper is a big thing as well. Um, Mark, tell us a little bit about how you guys look at sustainability from that return on investment perspective that that everyone has to consider in every part of every business.
2: Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, it's really it's exciting right now, um, the technology that's being engaged in in the packaging segment and the opportunities that we're seeing now to incorporate more sustainable solutions. And I think uh, we're fortunate that we have, um, you know, there's there's a lot of conversation around sustainability right now in general. And uh, many of our suppliers um, are very much interested in in looking at how they can increase the sustainability. So it's not a hard conversation to have. Um, the challenge always remains though how it impacts um the net cost um it it is a real a real challenge for us and uh what we're finding is with a with a broader adoption of these uh, sustainable solutions we're seeing that the price come down um so while there's still an advantage with um with conventional packaging solutions uh, the sustainable, the sustainable solutions are becoming more attractive from a price standpoint, and I think as that happen, that occurs, uh, I think that this, the shift toward those solutions becomes easier.
0: And I think what a lot of folks in the industry have talked about, too, Mark, is uh, you know how, how do we let people know that that these products are you know made in a more sustainable way or the packaging is more sustainable to to maybe get a little bit higher premium, if it's possible, you know, that seems like it might come with a lot of communication and education. What are some things you guys have seen in that regard, as far as how to communicate to to shoppers, all these different things that are going on behind the scenes?
2: That's a great question. And I think that really is a, a good opportunity for us. Um, we uh, uh, have developed shelf guides um, that really illustrate uh, the nutritional uh, benefits of the different food choices that we have on our shelves and uh, help our help our customers make the best choice they can and I think incorporating that kind of signage um, re- in regards to sustainability is something that we're definitely looking at and in all likelihood will incorporate I think storyboards also have a have a uh, can do an effective job of, of letting people know why they're seeing differences in the way the packaging is being, pre- or the product is being presented in the stores. Um, but again, those are, those are things that are, are, they're coming. And uh, they're, they're obviously things that we, we think have value. And so that's why we're having a discussion. So again, great question. And I think that uh, for, for our consumers, we really want them to be partners with us in creating a better, a better um solution you know so um, for them to understand why we're doing what we're doing um, i think that that just that honors their their uh, continued trust in us as, as a company and uh, we want to we want to make sure that uh, they know where we're we're, uh, we're doing what we can to improve uh, sustainability on our end
0: got it and like you said mark those communication tools i think can be can be so helpful cuz i know probably the the biggest discussion point in the produce industry when it comes to sustainability is um, kind of the the plastic perception, right? Like folks don't necessarily know all the benefits as far as quality and shelf life and, you know, how that reduces food waste and all the things that go into some of that traditional packaging. Um, Michael, what does the process look like for you guys to kind of evaluate, you know, packaging across the board and produce and in plastic and well, you know, the benefits outweigh, you know those of the alternatives in these cases but not necessarily those you know what what is, what does the process look like on that
1: so i think mark kind of started started the the conversation a little bit with with regards to you know some certainly some of the cost impact right um, putting you know alternative solutions, albeit they're closing the gap, absolutely. But putting some of those solutions in place, um, there's going to be a cost to that, and some of it is is absolutely palatable. But we're looking for what's the what the best solution is. You know, we moved originally to you know to a lot of plastic within the department out of convenience and a lot of customer demand. So as we unwind this, we want to make sure that we make really mindful, smart choices about what this looks like for the industry. So we're testing some things, we're looking at some things behind the scenes for sure. Um, I think as a teaser, I think I might have something for our next conversation that Rayleigh's is looking to to kind of pilot but isn't ready to to unveil yet that could have a small impact on reduction of plastic and also uh, on food waste, which is another another huge issue. I'll use that as my own segue into food waste because Mark and I haven't touched on it yet, but one of the things that Rayleigh's is doing behind the scenes is we also capture all of our organic produce uh, from the store level. Um, we bring it back to our facility where it is then uh, transferred to a, uh, anaerobic digester uh, at the, uh, the UC Davis facility. So again, turning that, that waste, keeping it from the landfill and turn that into an energy source. So, I don't know if I got all your plastic question covered, but it's. I think there's still a lot of TBD with it, with the come to plastic, and we're going to continue to test a number of things before we probably land on the right way to to move this this ball down the field. And I don't think that we've got that all sorted out yet. But it's absolutely in the windshield for you know this fiscal and next to to find some solutions that really are going to impact. Um, the amount of plastic that we have in the store, whether that be just in the department, in the front end of the store um, or throughout the store holistically.
0: Excellent. Well, I think we're getting close on our time, but uh, Mark or Michael, anything else you guys wanted to touch on as far as sustainability and produce and Raleigh's?
1: Michael, anything from you? Ashley, I just wanted to thank you for the opportunity to, you know, let Rayleighs and, and certainly get Mark out and, and, uh, and talk about what we're doing, you know, the efforts that we're making. Again, you know, our, our level of, of sensitivity to both people and planet, um, healthy lifestyle, you know, sustainability fits into the into that as well. So just thank you for the opportunity.
2: Ashley, yeah. I wanted to echo those words and just uh, um, to say that um, we're not giving lip service to this. We're actually... Putting uh, putting our feet to the road and moving forward, um, we're really looking forward to uh, continue to see how this this all evolves. And uh, um, again, we're we're committed, and I think our customers realize that just based on our stance on on healthy healthy eating. Um, but this falls right in line and something that we uh, we're excited about continuing on. So.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time. We sure appreciate it. And I, I think it's beneficial for others in the industry to, to hear some of the things that you guys are working on and some of the opportunities that, that are out there for their folks to uh, start start exploring as well. So we'll wrap it there. And thank you guys again.
1: outstanding. Thanks, Ashley.
0: Thanks again for listening to this great content from our Sustainable Produce Summit. We hope to see you at our next event. Remember, we've got West Coast Produce Expo, the Global Organic Produce Expo, and the Sustainable Produce Summit all as part of the roster. And of course, you can always read our reporting on Packer.com and producemarketguide.com, along with our weekly newspapers and magazines every other month. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Let Us Learn More podcast.